get on to another teaching that God is impressing on me. Uh, things are coming fast and thick. So we need to catch up with 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 the teaching and not just in terms of understanding but, but it coming to, to fruition. I told we said last week that we are learning about seasons majorly not because uh, not because we coin certain things as seasons yet they are not but to be effective in our life and, uh, and that's the most important thing that we we want to, to do we want to be effective we want the things that God has set in place not to be cliche we, we want to be effective in those things and, and really harness what God intends when he puts us through seasons amen so that we're not just saying we're in a season uh, just to say we're in a season but we know what it is that we're saying we know what it is that we're expecting and we know what it is that we know what it means to say certain things uh, I hope God will bring to light uh, uh, other other <coughs> other cliches Amen I hope God will bring to light and bring us to a teaching where we kind of understand and get into things that we normally say but we do not understand them we normally practice and do not understand the things that have become the obvious and things that have been normalized in in, in the christian faith and the christian traditions so that they're, they're just not tradition but we can explain and we can we can this begins to lead us to defend our our faith and no more amen amen, amen. Amen. We say that it is important for us to to know by definition and by discernment what seasons are in order to work appropriately. In order to work appropriately according to the season that we are in, so that we know what it is that we are expecting. Did we mention that some that it is important for us not to turn situations into seasons? We we said that. That's where we left it at. Seasons are the Okay. Uh, all right. I want us to begin at that point where situations <coughs> can be disguised as seasons. Uh, let's go to, 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 to looking for the scripture, the scripture of the fig tree. Where Jesus curses the fig tree. If you can help me find that scripture, that would be ideal. Matthew 21. 
Matthew 21. Uh, I want you to understand that Jesus did not cast his fig tree because he was hungry and then hungry. Okay? Jesus did not cast the fig tree because he was hungry and uh, because of his hunger he became hungry. No, 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 no. This was not the case. Can we, can we read the scripture? Uh, we, we want to learn. <coughs> So that every situation, we don't doubt every situation we are in as a season. Because not every troublesome moment is has the magnitude or the, what is it called? Uh, has the qualification to become a season. Not everything that you are going through uh, is a season. Certain things you are going through, you are going through them because of your bad decisions. Some certain things you are going through them because 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 that is that is how it should be that is how life should be. Uh, certain things uh, you are going through you are going through them because you are reaping the benefit of the work of other people. You are you are you are enjoying the harvest of some other people's seasons. Uh, Sometimes you are also enjoying the hardship of other people's seasons. But at that, that all is a situation. Okay? So it is important for you to know uh, to know the distinction and the difference between a situation and a season in order for you not to enter into a predicament. But this is the thing. This is the thing that I want you to understand. This is the thing that I want you to understand. What? This is the thing that I want you to understand and I need you to understand carefully. Listen to me carefully. You see, when a season is set in motion, when a season is set in motion, everything around the season begins to prepare itself for a harvest. Okay? So when a season is set in motion, everything around it is, begins to set itself for a harvest. And that is why uh, you've had farmers say they do not want rain at a particular time of the season. Okay? They do not want rain when, when it's about to when they're about to harvest because it will spoil their harvest, or it will turn their harvest into a what? Into into what? Into what? Into what? Into a seed. Okay? Okay? Or if the harvest is not is not done at the right time and it begins to rain, that that which is fruit, because every fruit has seed in it, falls down and, and, and the and the moment the fruit falls down and it is not harvested and taken to the storehouse, it is turned into a seed. And again, the process begins over and over and over. And this is what I'm saying. Everything around the season sets itself up. It says, so that's why you cannot because the moment the harvest comes, then everything begins to set itself up for the beginning of another season. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? So, you cannot be 
in situations and not discover that they are not seasons but they are situations because what situations will do they will make you not concentrate or know when you are in an actual season okay and the enemy is still uh, cunning he's very cunning because when you are in a season he will bring things to you that will portray themselves as seasons yet they are situations to disrupt you from the preparation of your season so sometimes it will begin to rain when it's almost harvest time and you will run to harvest but you will harvest that which is not ready to be harvested because you have the fear of the rain has come and now the fruit will be turned into... So if you do not understand seasons by definition and discernment, you, are a, you, you will always be in situ, you will be in seasons and your seasons will be disrupted by situations. Or you will be in, deep in situations and you will miss out seasons. Two things. You're in a season and then your season is disrupted by a situation or you are in a situation and you miss out on a season. But the thing is, the latter mostly happens. People are in situations, miss out, in se of, of, miss out on seasons. Why? Because we have not learned what really seasons are. Very few people know seasons because the moment you begin to know what a season looks like, then it becomes very easy to not a situation. But then again, you have to be keen. You have to be very keen. So you are in a season, and you know it's about harvest time. But then, then it becomes very cunning and begins to prompt another season. Yet this is not another season, it's a situation in disguise. So it begins to rain, and because you are not fully armored in discernment, you go out to harvest, because, because you have seen the rain and you are afraid that your, your harvest will be destroyed. But in that time, you are playing into the hands of the enemy by submitting yourself to a situation. And that is very cunning. Very cunning, and we need to be alert. We need to be very, very alert about that so there's that there is there is the place where we are in situations but but this knowledge is getting us out of situations and helping us to know what seasons are and to know what seasons are by definition by by, by definition but then again this this word should sharpen our discernment completely that when we are educated enough to know the difference between a situation and a season to be this to be sharpened discernment so that our seasons are not disrupted by situations that come in between Single. And I say this 
because seasons are for a time. Okay? Okay? Seasons are for a time. So there's no season to be single and then there comes a time where you get married because then again marriage is not for a time. So, so I, I fully believe that there is no season for singlehood. I believe that it's our decisions and 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 and, and our maturity or, or lack of maturity therefore that uh, that makes us single, especially when you've come to a time where you are eligible to be in a relationship. Understand what I'm saying? Decisions, so you decide, I will not be, I don't, I do not want her. It's, there's no, you know, God has put me in this season of single. No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I had a point. I had a point. I had a point and it's disappeared. It's a point. I had a point. Oh, God help me. Okay. So, Sure. 
the one you think you saw and you think was a fig tree in Kwena Kaate?
The fig tree, let me say that again for you, Kano. The fig tree was not in season because if it was in season, it would have fruit. It was in a situation. It had leaves but no fruit. And now I understand the fig tree if my, 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 my little agriculture and, and science is, 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 is up to par. I think the fig tree, because Israel is too dry, it's a desert. So uh, for it not to die, when it's not in season, it, it loses the leaves. And when it, the season is conducive, meaning the roots have gotten water, then it has, it has leaves. And at that time, because it has leaves, it has the ability to produce, the tree has the ability to produce fruit. But that the fruit was, the tree was, was a lie. The fruit, the tree became a lie. The tree became a conman. And Jesus coming to it, eh, not finding fruit, he wonders to himself, how come this tree portrays itself to be fruitful and it has no fruit? How comes this tree uh, tells us that it can bear fruit, that it has fruit, and yet it has no fruit. And this is the problem when we are always in situation, because we are always looking like we are fruitful. You say certain things, you lift your hands in church, you worship, you sleep on the floor when worship comes, you say the loudest amen. But you are encumbered in situations. So you cannot produce fruit. And for our case, the fruit here is the fruit of the Spirit. So, we make wrong decisions. We, we, we are not disciplined in the matters of the faith. We are not disciplined when it comes to spiritual law. And we put ourselves in situations, but from this other end, the person who's looking at you is always looking at you to produce fruit because you look like a fruitful tree. You look like a tree that can produce fruit. Fruits. So guys are not getting born again in your circles. Your friends who are not born again cannot get born again, cannot accompany you to church because you're just a tree with leaves. So you tell them, hey, I'm, saying, I'm going to church, nini, nini, I'm going to church, I'm going to church, I'm going to church. I'm going to church, I'm going to church, I'm going to church. Manze, you know me, I'm always going to church. Me and you will say, me and you church. Manze, kidogo, kidogo, unawanja makali. Kidogo, kidogo, wacha nisikemeneo bangi ina nini ingi. Kidogo, kidogo, uko sleepover. Kidogo, kidogo, sleepover ina turn out kwa sleep is over. You understand what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Why? Because 
you are in a situation, yet you do not realize you are in a situation and not a season. So we look at you and we see what's happening. Come again? Knowledge enter? They're waiting. Oh. <laughs> okay. So we look at you and we are always expectant of you because you are always carrying leaves. Always, always carrying leaves. And you know a tree with leaves and no fruits, what it does? You know what it does? You know what a tree with leaves without fruit, what it does? You know what it does? You know what it does? Simple. It litters. It litters. Because when the time comes for the season, the actual season to change so that the, the leaves fall, you know what will happen? The leaves will fall. This same fig tree that was cast by Jesus, at the time for the leaves to fall, the leaves will fall. The leaves must fall. But they will fall for nothing because there was no fruit. So you're just littering and 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 littering. And eventually you leave the church because people do not love you. You know things have changed, Manze. We, we are not that community anymore. We are not that community anymore, Manze. This space used to be a loving space. Something has changed. No. No, 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 no. Something has not changed. You're just in a situation. You are little. You are little. You know what we are here for in church? We are here for the love of Christ. After the love of Christ, then the love of people comes. We're not here for community. We're here because we're part of the body. It's being part of the body that makes us a community. So when community is failing, that means that the root cause, the foundation of that community, which is the love of Christ, is failing. And that means that people are just in season. People are just literally and literally and literally. And Jesus says, let no one eat you, eat. <laughs> let no one eat from you ever again. Let no one eat from you ever again. Because there is no need. It is the same principle. The same principle. And each branch that does not bear fruit, my father cuts off. Each branch that does not bear fruit, my father cuts off. Amen. 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 I think I said it, but if I didn't say it, let me say it again. The definition of season is not struggle and pain. The definition of seasons is not struggle and pain. It's important to know that, that you're not only in a season when you need to learn forgiveness. There is no season to lack forgiveness. Forgiveness is part of the fruit. 
If you have no fruit, you have no fruit. If you have no forgiveness, then you have no love. If you have no forgiveness, then you have no patience. If you have no patience, then you have no... You have no kindness. But because if you look at it, all those things are linked with one another. You cannot be unkind and love. You cannot be kind to Kanja and unkind to me. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. If you love, you will be patient. If you are patient, you will love. If you are patient, you'll be faithful. So there is no season to learn patience. You know me, I'm just in a season where God is teaching me patience. No, God is just teaching you patience. You're not in a season to learn patience. What is the seed to learn patience? The seed to learn patience is the seed of the word, which brings out the fruit of the spirit. So it comes as a whole. It comes as a whole. There are no, there are no separate seeds for attributes of the fruit of the spirit. So if you have the fruit of the Spirit, love will teach you to be patient. Patience will teach you to love. Kindness will teach you to be faithful. Faithfulness will teach you. And that's how it works. Can't come here and say, hey, you know me, I learned patience, now I'm learning forgiveness. No, patience will teach you to forgive. If, if the fruit is there, I'm not saying you will have moments where, you will have moments where you, you, it will be hard to forgive. No. Those moments will be there. Those times will be there. But because you are a fruit-bearing Christian, then the love in the fruit will teach you how to forgive in that instant. So maybe we are all in a season to bear the fruit. And maybe every season that we enter into is geared to bearing the fruit. Maybe one of the end goals of every season that you get into in life will teach you to bear the fruit. Because that's the, that's the main, that's the main, that's the seed, that's the main, that's the main fruit. That's the main fruit. That's the main fruit. The main seed is the one. That's the main fruit. Amen. I say that seasons are dimension of a prophetic arm of government. Why do I say this? Because, because most of the time it is the prophetic that unleashes the seasons. It is the prophetic that sets, sets in course the seasons. Amen? It is the prophetic that sets in course the season. Let's read Jeremiah 29. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent 
from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who are carried away captive to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. This happened when Je Jeconiah, the king, the queen mother, the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen, and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elsaha, El El the son of Shaphan uh, and Gemariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the Lord God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat their fruit, take wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray to the Lord for it, for it is, for in its peace you will have peace. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your dreams which you, which you cause to be dreamed. That's interesting. Now listen to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. I feel like taking a pause and, 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 and expounding on that, but I may forget my point again. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word to you, toward you, and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon my name and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So, quick things I pick up. I pick up as I read that. When you're in a season and you know exactly what it is you're in a season, God hears you. God listens to you. Let's explain this, right? So, Museveni comes, beats us down, and uh, takes a number of our people to Uganda to become slaves. Okay? And then Apostle Omosh is visited by God and God gives him a letter and he sends uh, Caleb and Vin to Uganda to tell them this is what the Lord has said. He writes a letter and sends it to Uganda to tell them this is what the Lord has said. And in the letter, he tells them, the Lord has told me, while you are in Uganda, do not rest. Have children. Uh, 
any rurasho pet like tukweni bahari pe anini watoto wenyu wacha watoto wenyu waolewe and all this thing and while you are at it pray for Museveni to continue being president because when he is president Uganda will have peace and when Uganda has peace you guys will do what you will prosper naturally when you are slave in a country you do not pray for the good of that country natural so it tell them do that and while you are doing that do not listen to your prophets because they had prophets who were telling them you know what we will go home today we will go home tomorrow we will go home next week so do not invest here do not do businesses here because there will be no time to do those businesses do not do that do not take farms do not lease land to plant for 10 years because we are going home tomorrow and apart from prophets some other people caused themselves to dream of their freedom So, these guys are in a season of captivity. But inside the season of captivity, there are men and women who are causing symptoms of situations. But God reminds them, do not do that. Take wives, do investments in Uganda, do all these things, do all these things, so that you can increase. And when you are doing this, remember that I know the thoughts that I have towards you. So when you are aligned, even if a season is hard, and you know, and you are not bulging, you know the word of God, you remember that I know the thoughts that I have towards you. And at the right moment, when I pray, he listens. When I pray, he listens. When I pray, he listens, and he will answer me. So, God does this. So that as they are in captivity, they can increase and Israel is not wiped out. Because their captivity was to last 70 years. 70 years. 70 years. 70 years is enough for one generation to be wiped out. And another generation to come up. And a third generation to come up. So... If we enter into captivity today for 70 years, after 70 years, your parents will be, most of them, gone. You will have children, and your children will have children, and your children who did not wait for time to get married will also have, and your children's children who did not wait for time to get married will also have children. You will most likely be a grandmother or a great-grandmother after 70 years. And this is the thing. You see when you are in captivity for that long and you forget your traditions, the generations that you bring up will not be Israelites, they will be Babylonians. And that is the thing that needs to be cemented. That when you are in a season, there needs to be constant reminding of yourself so that you do not lose out the things that make you, you. You understand what I'm saying? 
You need to constantly train yourself as though you're bringing up a child, bringing up a child. Like when a season is too hard, when a season is too hard, you always need to train yourself to have hope and faith. When a season is too good, you need to train yourself to have hope and faith because at that time is when you will remind yourself, you know, when, 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 when things are not hard. There's something I was told this week. And, 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 and that thing, that thing entered so deep in me. You know how hard it is to have faith when things are okay. When there is no need, when there is no need, it's so hard to have faith because you never remember, hang on, you never remember that there is a thing called faith. In the days that you have money, most of those days you walk without faith. At least faith in God. <laughs> But ile siku enye kutakuwa na dire need for money. Hey, hiyo siku ndio utakuwa na imani. And at that time it becomes so hard to know whether it is faith or it is believing for necessity. And that is the same situation. So we need to be careful. We need to be careful. Give me give me a few can we finish at 9.30? Yes? Mm -hmm. That then you will call upon me. It says, then you will call upon me. It says, then versus Verses 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you, thus says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, thus says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. You know when it's there. You know when it's there. You know when it's there. Let me show you when it's there. Let's go to Daniel 9. It says, in the first year, Daniel chapter 9, in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahes, uh, 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 whatever, of the line lineage of Mendes who was made king over the realm of Chaldea in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to, to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confessions and said, O oh Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those whom, who, he love, who love him, 
and with those who keep his commandments, we have sinned and committed iniquity, we have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments, neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers, and all the people of the land. Oh Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face as it is this day to the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and all Israel, those near and those far off in all countries which you have driven them because of their unfaithfulness which they have committed. Oh Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes, our fathers, because we have sinned. To the Lord our God belong mercy, forgiveness, through though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his way, which he set before us by his servant the prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law, has departed so as to not obey your voice. Therefore, the curse of the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, which has been poured out unto us, because we have sinned against him, and have performed this word, which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster for under the whole heaven and earth. As it is written, the Lord Moses, therefore the Lord kept the blah, 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 blah. Oh Lord, according to your righteousness, I pray your anger and fury be turned away from your city, your holy mountain. I'm reading verse 16. Because of our sins and for our iniquities and our fathers. Now therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplication and for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine your sun on your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh my God, incline your ear and hear, open your ears and see our desolation and the city which is called by your name, for we do not present our supplications before you because our righteous deeds, but because of your great master. Oh Lord, hear, oh Lord, forgive, oh Lord, listen and act, do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called. Now while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sins and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplications before the Lord for the holy mountain of my Lord, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel whom was sent, who I see in a vision, and informed me uh, and he talked with me and said, Oh Daniel, I have now come forth. Give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplication, the command went up and it goes on and on and on. Jeremiah prophesies. 70 years ago. And it looks like, from the prayer of Daniel, that the people who were in captivity did not do what? Did not listen. I put two and two together. And this is how I figure out they did not listen. One, Daniel has to read to understand that there was a word that would keep them in captivity for 70 years. No one ever passed down the information to Daniel. No one who had, in those days, told their children and insisted that their children should tell their children so that when the time for Daniel comes, he knows because they have been trained and told when 70 years ends, we, were in, we have been in captivity since this year. When this time comes, Begin to pray because it says, then I will listen to you. Like God is sending a message and telling them, you know what, you guys do these things. Pray for the peace of this country. I will listen to that prayer. But if you pray for freedom, I will not listen. 
when the time to pray for freedom comes and you begin to pray for freedom, then I will listen to you. Then I will hearken to your voice. Then I will deliver you. Then I will do this and this and this. Because at that time, the season has come to an uh, end. So you're in a season and you're praying to be liberated out of that season. But at the beginning of that season, you did not know you were entering into a season, so you did not know the word that was spoken, and your prayer is not being heard, because then has not come. It takes 70 years. It takes 70 years. You know, you know the, 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 exam, the example of scripture using Israel, it, sometimes it doesn't have to take you 70 years, but you have to remember that Israel was an entire nation and, and you are a representation of that entire nation. Okay? So, so the paradigms of time might not be the same, but you get the point. So Daniel begins to pray for the freedom Daniel begins to pray for a harvest. Daniel begins to engage the prophetic to end this season through prayer. And you understand that the entire process of Daniel is very prophetic because the obstacles to his prayer were not here alone. They were here and they were also here. But this guy understands. He understands that time has come. And this is the thing. It didn't take the entire of Israel to pray. It took one person. It took one person. It took one person who knew the season is coming to an end. Just one. So when they tell us, if you do not repent, God will destroy Kenya. Out of 80% Christians, of 40 you're telling me there is not one man who is not genuinely repenting. <laughs> but that's not the case for today. It takes one man, but more so it takes understanding. It takes understanding. It takes understanding. successfully 
most of the time are being led for a time and a moment where their life will be used to preserve an entire people, an entire nation, an entire family. You go through your seasons personally, you are successful in those seasons, so that when seasons come that, are, that hit a family, that hit an entire church, that hit an entire nation, you have been stabilized to understand that so that you can be used to preserve the entire community in a season that we, we will all go through as a people. The story of Joseph, the story of Moses, story of Joseph, the story of Moses, these are good examples of how God trains you through different seasons in life. How God throws you into different seasons so that you can learn to operate in those seasons so that when the entire group of people who are clueless of what life takes comes, when their time comes to enter into a season, you will be used to preserve them. I'm sure by the time Joseph is, is at Potiphar's house and the drama between him and Potiphar's wife and Suze, he had learned to shut up. He had learned to keep certain things to himself. And you see the life of Joseph when drought hits the entire world, he is used to preserve an entire nation. Amen. Amen. The availability of different seasons is to allow different things to grow. The availability of different seasons is to allow different things Find me the scripture that says uh, uh, where the sower will overtake the reaper. The availability of different seasons also gives wisdom to the sower on how to nurture different seeds.
I close with this because this is this is the wisdom of seasons. This is the wisdom of seasons. This is the wisdom of seasons. Now I want to close with this. Amos, say Amos. Nine. Amos nine. Okay. 
Verse 13 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the trader craves him who sows seed. The mountains will drink with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. If, if you really want to go deep into this and, and study seasons, you will realize that most of the seasons that are captured in the, in the scriptures are captured with, with the children of Israel being in captivity and out of captivity. And you will realize that after they get into captivity, they come out of captivity and they always come out of captivity greater. They come out greater. So, when they came out of Egypt, God caused that all the people in Egypt give them gold and precious items. Like it was this simple. So, Niaze, Popoa, Sisi, Tumekudia Kuawria Kuaheli, Imekua Puasa, Tumekana Nini, Miaka Miende, Na Tumashukuru Kwa Kutueka, But, Pia, Tumeambiwa, Tupatie dhahabu zenu, tupatie earrings zenu zote poa, tupatie zile pesa kukonazo kusababu tunayana na tukienda, tutaitaji kumuabudu mungu. And the person would go back into the house and come out with everything that was precious and give it to them. Because the season had what? Had come. The time of the season. Then I will hear you. Then I will hear you. You wonder why your prayers are not effective? Tractor. I'm going to 
with wheat. And Joseph comes and tells him, there will be seven years of bumper harvest. And then there will be seven years of bumper drought. And the wisdom comes in where they stock up for seven years and enough to feed the entire world for seven years. When there was drought, they did not, they did not come and say, you know, pray with me, I'm in a season. They had prepared from their previous season that their harvest overlapped the entire season of drought and at the time when drought ended, they went back into planting. And you know what had happened at that time when the drought ended? They were a superpower. And now Egypt was ruling everyone because they had the gold. And economies fell, but their economy shot up. The wisdom of seasons is that when you master season, you manipulate time. When you master season, when it's your time for harvest, you harness, store up. Make sure that you are putting it together so that the trader begins to overtake. And those days are coming when we will be masters of seasons. I decree it in Jesus' name. I decree it in Jesus' name. The wisdom of seasons has come to you. The wisdom of seasons has come to you. The wisdom of seasons has come to you. This teaching is not just a teaching, but it is a teaching that has opened up dimensions for us. It has opened up so many things for us. That is the wisdom that we require to carry. That when people are crying and when it is tough for you, when times are tough, you cannot feel times are tough because you're operating in a place where you have wisdom. Where there is wisdom. Amen. Father, I thank you and I do bless you. I magnify you, Lord. I magnify you, Lord. I exalt you and I magnify your name. Be exalted. Let your wisdom penetrate. Let your wisdom invade. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. May God